Hi there, it's Shelly. Hope you're having a wonderful week so far. You know, I had the, the sweetest thing happen to me yesterday and I was telling the story on social media about why my neighbor baked a cake for me. Yeah, last night I was, you know, I came in from, from working out and I was sitting on the sofa and the doorbell rang and I wasn't expecting anyone. I'm like, who could that be? And it was my, my next door neighbor standing there with a freshly baked cake that she baked just for me. Um, and you can find out why she baked it for me on my social media. Uh, let me give you my social media handles. I'm on Twitter at Shelly Wade. That's also, by the way, my clubhouse um, uh, uh, handle as well, at Shelly Wade. But don't forget to put that E-Y in there because you'll be following the wrong Shelly Wade if you don't put it E-Y. So it's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-W-A-D-E. So you can find me on Clubhouse and Twitter at Shelly Wade. Also on uh, Instagram at the one and only Shelly Wade. My Facebook page and my YouTube channel, both called All the Rage with Shelly Wade. So like and subscribe to those. And if you haven't already subscribed to my uh, podcast, do that as well. Um, also want to remind you um, before I, I get back to the cake story um, that, you know, most of my podcast episodes, the audio version you're hearing now, it comes with a video version as well. So my interview with Gene Noble that you'll hear on this episode, you can see it on my YouTube channel. So subscribe there at All the Rage with Shelly Wade. So yeah, go to my social media after you listen to the uh, podcast to find out exactly why my neighbor baked me a cake. But I tell you, it just, um, I just felt like it was so such a sweet gesture. And, you know, we're always inundated day in and day out with such negative news that you can sometimes lose sight of the fact that there are really good people out here doing really good things and offering kind gestures like the one my neighbor did by baking me a cake. Just so super sweet. So um, it was like a, a message that I needed. Not that I've been feeling downtrodden or anything, but I have been stressed out about my family in Houston. So we'll get to that. But my neighbor baking me the cake, I, I just thought it was the sweetest thing. So yeah, let's all commit this week and um, here on out to... Um even if it's unsolicited, to offer, uh, you know, gestures, kind gestures like that to people we know and strangers alike. You know, you, you never know what kind of day someone's having and 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 what uh, may have just happened in their lives. That you just might be that one thing that brightens their spirits, right? That's what my neighbor did for me. So back to my family. Last time you and I spoke, I was super um, worried and frustrated because my family in Houston had been going through the um, aftermath of the winter storm. Um, you know, you've, you've been following the news. You know what's been going on in Houston. And um, there was not one member of my family that wasn't affected by it. You know, um, power out. Um, some of their water was out. And it was just really frustrating being concerned about them. Of course, I was prayerful. But, you know, uh, being human, I... I was well, still very concerned about them in those, you know, frigid temperatures with no heat and no power. And um, it was just a it was a dire situation for a lot of people. And my family definitely did struggle, but they didn't have it as bad as some people had it. But I'm happy to um, share with you that as of the recording of the, this episode of the podcast, that they are all back with power, fully restored, their water fully restored and trying to, you know, get back to some sense of normalcy. 
normalcy, you know, any kind of normalcy that you can find during a pandemic. Um, But yeah, they're doing well. And I thank everyone who reached out to me and asked me how my family in Houston was doing. And I feel much better (laughs) after all that stressing last week and, you know, and over the weekend and such. Um, So today's episode, I am super excited to share with you my conversation with the super talented Gene Noble. He's a singer-songwriter um, who's written for a lot of artists like um, Jason Derulo and Chris Brown, and he's performed and, and, and toured with Shaggy and Sting and Jay-Z and Alicia Keys and so many other artists. And along the way, he's had his own projects, but he's super excited to start putting his his projects in the forefront and he's about to and you, you'll learn uh, by listening to the podcast he's about to release um, a new album um, coming up uh, in just a few weeks and so ahead of that release he sat down for a conversation with me you can listen to the audio version now and again you can listen you can watch the um, the video version on my YouTube at all the rage with Shelly Wade and I ask that you um, forgive me for some of the um, audio or lack thereof, you know, because I recorded the interview uh, via Zoom. And sometimes that Zoom audio can be hit or miss. So you hear me, I sound very clear right now. But you know, in some parts of the interview, it's not going to be as clear because for whatever reason, Zoom was um, kind of wiggity whack that day when we recorded the interview. But uh, Gene performed for me and everything he sang live for me during the interview and I felt like I had my own personal performance and I was super excited about it so without any further delay I present to you my conversation with the super talented Gene Noble who starts off by telling us where he, where he was hanging out during the interview I'm in New York in the yeah. snow <laughs> yeah oh wow because I know you're um an LA resident now right yeah I've been in LA uh, a little over a decade Okay, but you're originally from uh, the, New York, the island of Long. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, for sure. I love this island. So, um, um, yeah. what uh, brings you to NYC right now? Are you there with family? Or are you there for business? Yeah. Well, working, mixing the record. Um, you know, filming a couple things. I like I like New York City as a backdrop. So we're filming a few things for the album that's coming up. So. Um, Definitely that, and obviously the snow is a great little aesthetic, a backdrop too. So, okay, so you're not like you know. Listen, I, I uh, before I moved here, I'm in San Diego, by the way. Um, okay, nice, beautiful weather. Yeah, I, I know, so, such a gorgeous city. Um, but before I was in San Diego, I was in New York for 12 years, um, okay. and I tell you, I don't miss that snow, Gene. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing is hard to miss. It's really hard to miss the snow. Uh, I That's why I can't ever see myself fully moving back here because L.A. has me so spoiled with the weather. I know, right? So is your family still um, in the New York? Yes. yes. My mom and my brother are both in Long Island still. How often do they visit you um, in uh, Los Angeles? I wish a lot more than, um, than they do. But, um, you know, my mom comes out more often these days. Well, before COVID. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, right. um yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, my brother, he hasn't been to the West Coast yet, so we got to make that happen. <laughs> okay, so listen, before we, uh, we have so much to, to unpack here, so much to talk about, but I was um, uh, picking out your tweets, and one of the things that um, that um, I found intriguing, that you tweeted, no one knows you better than your phone, or no one knows you <laughs> as your phone, and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> so I, I 
wanted to ask you, like, what what kind of tea would your phone serve up on you? <laughs> well, you know, it's just funny because, I mean, we have apps for everything, right? So, yeah. like, I mean, I have one app that I use that I put down literally everything that I eat during the day. So, and it tells me what I had fat and what I had carb and what I had protein, you know? <laughs> so, like, I'm sitting here like that, like... You know, um, all of your, you know, you go online, you search for this clothes, you search for these glasses, you search for this, whatever. Nobody knows you that, like, you know what I mean? That well, like yeah. you, pay your, you pay your tickets, your driver's tickets, all that kind of stuff. So that's really where it came from. I was sitting there and um, doing something on my phone. I believe it was just entering my food for the day, which is crazy, right? But, um, but you know, we got on a mission, so trying to get, yeah, get right. I, I, I see those muscles through that. You know, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, are, are you always super health conscious? Yes, always normally, but um, I've been able to be on the next level now because of COVID and being in one place. Normally, I would be touring most of the year, so it's a little bit tougher, but um, it's just the diet part gets a little tough on the road. But I'm always, um, I always am pretty on time with the health But I, I wish, you know, I, I have friends um, where COVID um, had that effect on them. Like for me, COVID did not make me go like super hard on the working out. I'm like, ooh, super food. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely ate. I definitely ate a lot. I cooked a lot. I drank a lot. All that stuff. But, but I will say that I still would get up and and you know I didn't have much to do like as far as you know commitments where I would normally be traveling a lot. You know, it gave me the op opportunity to spend two hours in the gym or go for a run or go for a long bike ride or whatever. So, yeah. So I understand that you were um, a military brat. I was. I was. My dad was in the military. Actually, uh, pretty much all the men in my family served uh, the generation above me. Mm -hmm. And uh, even my grandfather served. And yeah, I was a military brat until my father was killed in the military. We, were, we lived in Germany. And um, then we moved back here to New York. Oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. I know that was when you were really small, though. Do you have yeah. dreams of him? Little, very little. I try to hold on to him for dear life, though. <laughs> yeah, so you, were you born in Germany? Um, I was born in Kansas, Manhattan, oh, okay. Kansas. And then um, I moved to Germany, you know, sometime after my brother was born. So my brother's three years younger than me. So sometime okay. after that. So yeah. Two of you guys. Yeah, exactly. It's just the two of us. Yep. Did you ever want a little sister? Yeah, you know, and somehow I inherited a bunch of little sisters, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, it's funny because on tour, uh, a lot of times it's, it's, it's me with, uh, you know, two women that uh, sing back in vocals. You know, that, that was the case with Usher. That was the case with a lot of different artists. And so uh, I kind of end up being the big brother on the road anyway, and sometimes with like dancers and stuff like that, too. So, yeah. And so you guys uh, made your way to um, Long Island. Yeah. Part of Long Island. I grew up in a little place called Baldwin, Long Island. Yeah, I know Baldwin, Long Island. Okay, yeah. That's where I grew up. Yeah, I'm listening. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, booms. Damn booms. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm like, I'm trying to make sure I'm not stepping on you. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, no, I grew up in Long Island uh, my whole childhood. I went to college here. I went to Hofstra and then I started, um, you know, traveling into the city and kind of playing and singing at different clubs. And that's how I started making connections to meet different people. And I met a bunch of different singers and musicians that toured with other people and that were producers for other people. So that's how I started writing for other people and, um, you know, touring with other artists. So yeah, that's my journey is really- answered a bunch of the questions I was gonna ask you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay, so listen. No, 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 it's a conversation. We'll dive deeper into it later, but I was gonna ask you, you know, growing up on Long Island, did you spend a lot of time in the city? I know I was amazed when I lived um, there that, I actually lived in, in Hoboken, New Jersey, and I worked Okay. There. Oh yeah, I lived in Jersey City before I moved to LA. Okay, so you know the area. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> And so I was shocked when I, you know, the time I lived here, I would meet people who hardly ever spent time in the other boroughs. Like I met someone once, they had never even been to Manhattan and they lived in Brooklyn. I was like, what? Yeah, I've always looked at that as strange. Yeah. Um, that, like grew up in Long Island that you could not pay them to go into the city to for a night out or for a dinner. And I can't imagine like staying on the island when, you know, when the weekend comes, I hit it. <laughs> hit yeah, it all that is out there, you know, waiting for you, you know, that was yeah. like, you know, um, I don't know, you know, your, your world is as big as you can imagine, you know, so if you, you only stay on your block or in your hood, you don't know, you know, what else is out there to experience, you know, right. so yeah, I found yeah. that very interesting. So I'm really happy that you got out into the city. Um, did you, did you perform? I know a lot of people when they get their starts, they perform at SOBs and yes. And, I did. I used to perform um, at SOBs and they used to do something called Soul Village. Yeah. I used to perform at Soul Village and I used to perform at uh, Village Underground and I used to perform at Sugar Bar um, and, you know, like Cafe Wa and The Groove and yeah. all those spots, you know. Cafe Wa. Yeah. <laughs> I came up uh, underneath like, you know, Ron Grant and Ron Grant and Friends. So. I was kind of like one of the youngins in there um, that started singing, you know, before I could even really legally get into those spots. <laughs> and yeah. um, that's where I was groomed at. Okay. Don't you remember um, Village Underground? Um, is it the one where you go down the stairs, yeah. have that huge yes. poster, the Prince poster yep. be coming down? I'm yep. telling you, I tried so hard so many times to get that print, to buy that Prince poster from them. Oh, yeah. They did not sell it to me. Absolutely not. Yeah. Prince has been my favorite artist since I was a kid, and I was excited yeah. to find out that he is one of your favorite artists as well. Yes, absolutely. And actually, funny enough, uh, Prince saw me perform at The Groove, one of the clubs that we talked about. Um, yeah, it's crazy. One night, I went there to see um, my boy perform. And uh, he, he goes by Black Soul, but anyway, so they have a band jam session over there. So he's like, yo, come do a song, right? So I'm standing at the bar waiting to sing my song and who walks past me but Prince. And um, he's flanked by these two beautiful statuesque chocolate women, right? Of course. <laughs> and he's got, cane, he's got his cane and he's doing his thing and he goes and sits I'm down the and they call me up. Here. Oh, he had an afro, the okay, big okay. afro. <laughs> and um, so I go up on stage and I'm singing a Michael Jackson song, which I was like, oh, whatever. Anyway, so uh, so, I, so I did Butterflies and, you know, I'm like sitting there watching him and he's grooving. He's like, I'm like, oh, man, this is my Prince moment. I'm about to have my Prince moment. 
So um, the song ends, I'm going to get off stage and this guy starts performing Purple Rain. And this guy just rolls out, of course, as soon as it starts playing, I was just like, all right. I'm like, why would you play Purple Rain if Prince is there? But anyway. Yeah, <laughs> maybe trying to impress him or something. But yeah. Like, he, was, he seemed like he was grooving to you. I, I wish yeah, you yeah, I was about to have my Prince moment, which I never had, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is so very awesome. What? Was it about Prince that um, that made made him one of your favorites? Well, I think um, Prince, D'Angelo, Eric Benet, Music Soul Child, they all had really strong falsettos, but were baritones. Um, and so that was the connection originally. It's just that, you know, when I started to really like explore my voice, I realized that I had like this really strong falsetto, but I was, I'm a bass baritone, you know? So I kind of like started taking two artists like that, like a Prince and like D'Angelo and like Bilal and Eric Benet, you know, like I was listening to a lot of that when I was coming up. And um, so, yeah, it was it was really just the my voice. I could sing those songs comfortably. And um, then obviously the musicality, the musicianship, you know what I mean? When we get into the legendary writing, it's just so much. The energy of the shows, you know, um, he was one of the first people that I saw, like, you know, walk around to every instrument and play every instrument, you know, and it was just a vibe. And I think, um, you know, his shows were always free and, you know, I, he meant freedom to me. And so, so I loved just that aspect of it, like the environment. And I was actually able last year to do um, the Prince tribute on the Grammys with Sheila E. And, um, and then uh, the year before that, I was able to perform with the Louisiana Philharmonic, uh, a tribute to Prince, and we did all the hit songs and, and it was with an orchestra. And so like, all those moments are super crazy surreal because these are the songs that I would sing at Village Underground or Groove or whatever, just trying to get noticed, you know? And so to be on stage with Sheila E, <laughs> you know, um, it was, and, and the rest of the band was just, it was incredible, you know? Yeah, what amazing honors. Uh, do you have a favorite Prince song of all time? I know it's hard to choose just one, but. Um, I would say that uh, the, the two that I sing the most mm -hmm. is uh, Adore mm -hmm. and uh, Kiss. Those mm -hmm. are the two that I sing the most. So okay. I, I guess I have to call those my two favorites. Ballad of Boise Park. I know that's kind of abstract, but. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I just love it. I saw him <clears throat> once performing. If you haven't seen it, I would totally suggest you YouTube it. Um, and he was on um, The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. He performed a jazz version of it. Mm. it pretty amazing. Okay. I need to check that out. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Yeah. You were speaking of the falsettos and stuff. And that's one of the things I'm impressed with by you, the fact that you have this really deep, booming voice. But at yeah. the same time, you can hit those high notes and hit them, yeah. perfectly. <laughs> hit them yeah. perfectly. And you do all those runs and everything. <laughs> Thank you. I have to stop. I can't like do stuff while you're while I'm watching one of your videos of you <laughs> I can't. You know how you might have something on in the background. Like, okay, okay, that sounds yeah. good. I have to yeah, stop yeah. and look at you actually doing all this magical stuff with your voice. It's so <laughs> beautiful. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> you're very welcome. How many you were talking about all the instruments that Prince, um, you know, yeah. would perform? How many instruments uh, do you play? 
So uh, I would say I, I play keys. Um, I grew up playing cello, but I don't play much, uh, you know, as an adult. But it's funny because like a lot of people always say that I sing and my voice is similar to a cello. And so I would think that that's interesting because it was what I played growing up. But um, I play keys mostly. I'm trying to learn guitar, but you don't want to see me on guitar yet. <laughs> so, but yeah, mostly just keys. And I, I sing. My voice is really my instrument. And I actually use it very much like an instrument. Um, even in my recordings, like I kind of use different parts of my voice as an aesthetic or just as like ambient sound and not necessarily a lead vocal. Um, uh, I'm like in that respect, I'm very influenced by like Rochelle Farrell and uh, Sarah Vaughn and oh George Benson God. and Al Jarreau, like, you know, so. You just mentioned some of my favorite singers. <laughs> like, I cannot not go and see Diane Reeves if she's in town. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, so you are, well, yeah, we, oh, so we can hang out. We can hang yeah. out. <laughs> I, am, um, I, I love jazz. Uh, I think this is my yeah. college radio station was a jazz station and I got, okay, yeah. you know, I, I got into it that way. And I was actually yeah. asking when you were at Hofstra, did you ever do anything at their radio station? Uh, I didn't. I didn't okay. end up doing anything at the radio uh, there because, believe it or not, I really wasn't um, and I wasn't actively uh, like that active in, in music in the school. Like I yeah. was actually there for business. That was what I was there for. But I did take some music classes while I was there. But I wasn't um, I wasn't as active as far as like my artistry in that way. Yeah. But Sarah Vaughn, yeah, going back to that, Sarah Vaughn and, you know, um, Diane Reeves, I feel like for whatever reason, I feel like she's the Sarah Vaughn of our time. I don't know if that makes yes. any sense to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Same same way kind of like Rochelle Farrell, because it's that same kind of energy of like um freedom. Like I look at that as freedom. Like, you know, when I look at like Sarah Vaughn, I see those songs. Some some songs I have twenty recordings of the same exact song right mm -hmm. and none of them are the same like you know and that's what I think is incredible is that it's just it's free it's not like bound by oh this is how I sing this song which is kind of how I perform I mean mine is a one of one every time like <laughs> I couldn't possibly repeat whatever I just did because I don't know I just it's instinctual you know and Rochelle Farrell and you mentioned her and Al Jarreau I mean pretty amazing my favorite Al Jarreau song by the way is um this song, oh God, what's the name of that song? Uh, More Love. Did you ever hear that one? More I'm Love. Hearts Horizon album. Okay. More Love. It's so beautiful. You, you, right, don't let life pass you by without hearing okay. it. You'd be able to um, identify with it because of, you know, you're a performer and yeah. it's kind of like alluding to, um, you know, uh, should have given you the gifts I threw to total strangers passing through my night. He's, you know, giving all of this to his audience and not to, you know, the person that he, you know, he nice. loves. Beautiful. Anyway, more love. Hearts arrive in Al Jarreau. But okay. anyway, I digress. No, that's amazing. I just wrote it down. I'm going to check okay, it out. Okay, okay. Al Jarreau and Rochelle Farrell kind of remind me of each other, um, uh, to your point, with their freedom in the way they perform. Yes. You can't, listening to a Rochelle Farrell song doesn't do her talent justice That's because true. you have not lived until you've seen her perform live and all the acrobats yes. she does. With yeah, no, it's true. It's true. So, so yeah, sure. you have really great taste. Yeah, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I mean, I'm, I mean, you know, once you come to a show, when everything opens up, you'll be able to like see, you know, what it's like live. 
Yeah. I think that it's a different feel too. <laughs> okay, so um, I read a quote that, you know, I don't know if it was a magazine or an interviewer, they said that you were the secret weapon to the music industry. And I'm, I'd like to know your uh, idea of what you feel like that means. Why are you the secret weapon to the music industry? Well, I think, I think people have kind of given me that because I've, you know, worked with so many people, you know, like I've worked with a whole bunch of people and I kind of have uh, like been on the backgrounds of a lot of albums and a lot of songs and I have been, uh, you know, at live concerts or, you know, uh, on tour singing the parts, you know, that everybody knows of these songs, you know what I mean? And so uh, I think that's what it is, is like, in, if you're within a certain thing, like obviously uh, I've worked with the same types of musicians over and over. So like they all know, uh, the different artists all know, you know, I've been fortunate enough that most of the, the big artists um, in the game know who I am because I've worked with most of them or, you know, worked closely with them. So, but like now is the time to kind of like spread that to the world now. And so um, I'm excited to do that, you know. Yeah, and you mentioned earlier, you've written a lot of songs um, for a lot of artists. Um, can you like run down, I know it's been so many, but I guess the ones that stand out to you the most are there songs that people who are not familiar with you um, may know <laughs> that, that, you know, they may know the song but didn't know you wrote? Can you list some of those and um, list some of the artists that you've worked with? Yeah, sure. Um, well, um, I'm on a song called Only Love, which probably people don't know, which is Pitbull and Shaggy. Uh, so uh, I did that song. And, um, you wrote that? Yes, and obviously I'm singing it, you know, I, I co-wrote that one with them. And um, I have written for, you know, Jason Derulo. I wrote a song called Shattered for Chris Brown. Um, and I also, you know, obviously have toured with a little bit of everybody, um, but most recently Sting. Um, but I've toured with Usher and Chris Brown, of course, uh, Jay-Z and Diddy, um, you know, uh, a bunch of folks, a bunch of folks. Any interesting stories touring with Sting in, and also interesting stories touring with uh, Jay-Z and Diddy? <laughs> um, uh, I think... Um, I mean, that you can share. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think really the lesson, the biggest lesson that I learned in all of it was um, what things work you know, all over the world, what types of songs works, what types of energy works, you know, which records work, all that kind of stuff. And so that's what the, the real studying that I was doing on the road with, with them, you know? Um, but yeah, like I've had all kinds of incredible, incredible, incredible experiences. Um, uh, I mean, I guess the one of the ones that stands out is obviously Sheila E, like last year with Usher doing the uh, Sheila E thing. Mm -hmm. um, I I sung at the uh, the opening of the Slave Museum. I backed uh, Stevie Wonder, um, and that was, I mean, that was crazy. That that moment, I'll never forget that moment. That's amazing. Like, you know, <laughs> not only not only the just being at the opening of the museum, but Stevie, come on, you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> on top of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely was pinching myself the whole day. Like, it was one of those moments. Uh, and I mean, even now, like, you know, on tour with Sting, I sing Shape of My Heart. And, um, 
you know, and I do the Lucid Dreams part, which is obviously the the modern take on this, you know, beautiful song that he wrote. And um, we do it like a duet. And I sometimes look over and I'm like, this is actually crazy right now, you know. <laughs> so um, it's just it's surreal. And even even touring with the Roots and stuff like that. And Joe Scott is like, I, I played that album so much coming up. And so to be able to do the 20th anniversary tour with her was like, crazy and now to be with hidden beach signed to hidden beach is just it's it's incredible it's been incredible did you happen to have any um you know on the the work you're working on now the album you're working on now um any collabs that um you could share i do i do i have um mm, i don't know if i can share you Hey, I, I was hoping you'd give me a scoop. <laughs> oh, I, was, I was about to go. <laughs> I was about to get in trouble. <laughs> no, I don't think I, I like can do it yet. <laughs> yeah. So uh, tell us about the work, uh, the album you're working on right now. Sure. Um, it's called Patience. Mm. And uh, it really talks about my journey. You know, um, the last project I put out was kind of like a mixtape EP. And that was like five years ago. And, um, and this is just what, what's been going on with me from then to now, you know? It's uh, an evolution in my sound, and it's also like uh, what I feel like kind of I wanted to hear in this moment in life where we are right now, you know? And um, it's cool, like I call my sound kind of future soul. So it's like pushing pushing music forward, but it draws a lot on soul music and, and, and R&B and, and sounds past, you know? Um, and it's just like, if you like matching tattoos, you'll like the album because it's more of the same, like, you know, it's that style of writing and it's, it's my vocal over it. And, and I believe in like, you know, uh, having vulnerable lyrics and really singing and expressing myself using my whole voice and um, just not talking about the same old stuff in the same old ways, like finding more creative ways to express it, you know? Because um, at the end of the day, a lot of it is all about relationships and about love, but it's about how you how you do it, how you put it together and how you say it. That's, yeah. Yeah, I love the, the concept of uh, matching tattoos. Basically just saying, you know, aren't you glad we didn't get those matching tattoos because, you know, we're not together anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, First of all, uh, have you ever gotten a matching tattoo with anyone? Not at all. I was I was asked, which is what really the song how the song came about was thumbing through Instagram and being like, mm, "Aren't you glad that we didn't get those matching tattoos?" And then it was like, ah, you know, yeah, um, yeah. I never did. People get people's names tatted on them, and then they're not together anymore, and it's like, mm. yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And if it ain't mama or, or grandma or something like that, you can't do it. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, but that's, I, I love that concept of that song. And um, it was, you know, sounded good. You sang it really well, um, catchy. But I, I just really love the concept of it. I thought it was really unique. Um, do you often um, get your song ideas that way? Or you, you know, when you, you know, you get an idea, are you like, you have your spidey senses out all the time, just waiting for ideas to come yes. out. Yes, and I write voice notes all day long, like uh, little song ideas, little one sentence or one word or things I think will be a good song title. Or I have like voice memos that are just like melodies. Um, yeah, all, all day long, that's, that's all the time. Would you, would you say you, most of the time when you're writing, you come up with the lyric first or the melody first? Mm. 
mostly melody and concept. Mostly it's a kind of like a melody that kind of becomes a concept and then I go from there most of the time. Okay. And typically, I know it probably varies, but for instance, matching tattoo, how long, you already had the concept on that. How long did it take you to, you know, just hammer it out? Oh, I'm a quick writer. Once I, once I start writing, if it's, if it's a good one, most of the time it's, it's short. It's, it doesn't take me long. But then now I've, I've also learned to appreciate editing, coming back and deciding like, actually this could be stronger or that could be stronger. So, you know, young me used to leave the five minute songs as the five minute songs, but now I really do, um, I, I go back to them. I come back to them and, and freshen up the lyrics sometimes or change up the melodies or whatever. But yeah, it doesn't take me long. Okay. And I saw that you were um, about to start uh, going back on some performances. I don't want to say full on tour. You're going to yeah. be performing. Um, uh, how are you feeling about that during the time of COVID? And um, um, yeah, just tell me how you feel about it. Yeah. Um, well, this I have a show in Houston. And, my hometown, H-Town. Hey, is it? Okay, cool. Amazing. So, um, yeah, so, you know, we are, I think the whole entire industry is trying to figure it out. So uh, the venue that this show is at, they're offering free rapid testing. Uh, they're offering temperature checks, obviously, uh, when people come in the door. And, and it's masks if you're not sitting at your table. And it's kind of set up like a Valentine's thing. So it's kind of should kind of be couple-ish. So it's going to be spaced out kind of like each table's couples. So, you know, we're seeing, I mean, the entire band and I, we also will be offered this rapid test too. So we'll all get tested before the show. And, you know, we're still trying to figure it out. We're trying to find a way to sort of bring a level of, of our industry back, you know? So um, I'm hopeful is how I really feel about it. It's hopeful that uh, it goes safely and well, and um, you know, that it, it kind of is helping us to figure a way back to, to live performances. Cause I think we all miss it and need it, you know? Thank you. You know, and I was thinking about that recently. When am I going to feel comfortable going back out to, you know, performance venue and- Yeah. But it is, you know, such a big part of our lives. Music, yeah music you know just brings so much um joy to us yeah and and it's just wonderful being out you know not only being amongst other people but to you know you sharing your art um yeah and, and as you say you don't perform the same song you know the same yeah yeah know, performance is different so it's just really wonderful being able to experience that like yes comfortable getting back out there so um, yeah. Interesting how how they're going about it. Do you remember the name of the venue in Houston? Uh, it is called Sugars, okay. and it's a restaurant. Sugars Cajun Cafe, I want to say. Uh, and um, but the info is on my page at IMG Noble. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, uh, uh, that that's the that's the thing is getting back to it. I mean, this is what that's what I my favorite part is being on stage. So finding a way back to the stage is is definitely important for me. But doing it safely and having it all make sense you know okay how do you you know you have such a gorgeous voice how do you take care of it Jean? i drink a lot of water mm -hmm. i do cardio i run i bike i jump rope <laughs> all that kind of stuff um and i try to just i try to just stay hydrated <laughs> you know yeah, you have to you know to you know, do all the notes and to keep it strong you really do have to um, make sure that you are in shape. And a lot of people, I don't think yeah. people really realize that it's all connected. 
Definitely. And that's one thing that I, I did pick up on the road is that, you know, I've, I've pretty much toured with people who were very, very serious about staying uh, in shape and keeping their wind up and just being able to like, you know, get through an hour and a half show, you know, successfully. So, yeah. And not only, you know, physically, but, you know, again, the vocally. Yeah, you know, exactly. really have to be strong. Yeah, absolutely. This is my first show in a year. So. I'm uh, very like, wow, this is going to be interesting, <laughs> but it's going to be fun. <laughs> okay, so um, I don't know if you feel like singing anything for me. Are sure, you? sure, no problem. Whatever you feel like singing, I just want to hear you sing for me. It's like my personal performance. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, uh, I can sing Matching Tattoo. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> Aren't you glad that we didn't go through with getting them matching tattoos? Oh, oh, whatever we had is slowly fading from view because we don't got matching tattoos. Oh, because I don't rock with you. Eh. And you don't rock with me. How messed up I would be with a scar reminding me. Mm. <laughs> you didn't have to have any special effects on your voice. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, you know what I mean? This is kind of like what I do. <laughs> <laughs> so gorgeous. Okay, so I like to, at the end of, um, you know, conversation, I don't like to call it an interview, it's a conversation. Yeah. Um, I like to ask um, um, uh, about 10 questions because I feel like um, it, it lets us get to know stuff about you that we wouldn't have known otherwise. So hang on, cool. let, me, let me bring up my uh, questions. Are you willing okay, to cool. um, Let's do it. Them? Sure. Okay, hang on, here we go. Okay. What was your favorite toy when you were a kid? Mm. My favorite toy when I was a kid? Probably my bike. If does that count as a toy? I I, I think that's okay. As okay. Right. <laughs> Your bike. Okay. And um, what what did you want to be when you were growing up? Was it always a singer? I want. I thought the thing I keyed in on first. I thought I wanted to be a medical scientist. Really. Study and research uh, medicines to save people and. and you know, help people. That's what I really wanted to do when I was little. And then I realized how long it took to go to medical school and that I didn't like blood and this <laughs> and that, all that stuff over time. And then I really started to sing more. And once I really started to uh, get serious about that, I knew that that was, that was it for me. By the way, do you remember how old you were when you um, first had the inkling that you might want to sing? I don't only because of my whole family sings and everybody's okay. kind of musical. So I, it just kind of like was always a part of me. Mm -hmm. um, I, I do remember like, you know, church being, you know, my mom was in church. So like the first um, time people started to take notice, I remember like, the, you know, being like seven or something like that. And like people kind of being like, oh, actually, <laughs> he can actually like sing, sing. And so, um, 
but yeah, I never really took it as a thing for a lot of years because my whole family sunk. So it wasn't nothing. It was you know, they all work regular jobs, went to regular college, you know, a lot. Like I said, I got a lot of military in my family. So aside from Thanksgiving and Christmas, everybody getting together around a piano and singing and church, nobody really took it to that place of like being an artist or that whatever. So they were looking at me kind of crazy when I was deciding to do that. But um, luckily, it's panned out. So, <laughs> you know. It's crazy how, um, how there are so many extraordinarily talented people out there, as yes. you said. And they're just kind of like hanging out at home singing. <laughs> and we don't even know who they are, but they are exceptionally exactly. talented. That's what that that's the thing that um you know I kind of have learned over the years, and even stuff like the IG, Instagram or whatever, like people um you you happen up on people who have you know no desire for like a big career, but they just at their house somewhere taking care of their family, but amazing singers, amazing singers, you know. Okay, so you may have already answered this. Um, your favorite song of all time. Favorite song of all time. Ooh. Yeah, and that's what you know as a songwriter. I mean. I'd really be interested to know what song really resonates with you. Mm. Favorite song of all time. That is. I know there are so many uh, great I, out there. It's hard to choose just one. That's, yeah, that's hard to choose just okay, one. We can come uh -huh. back to it if something comes to mind. Okay. Um, uh, you already mentioned, um, you know, Prince and D'Angelo and Wild. But you would say those are your favorite um, singers of all time. Oh yeah, definitely. I well, D'Angelo specifically. Um, was super important in my development, um, you know, uh, but also like a lot of unsung, like, you know, Melanie Daniels, Ron Grant, like people that I knew around, you know, and then like, of course, like Daryl Coley. Um, I, I listened to a lot of gospel when I was coming up too, so, yeah. Okay. Do you have um, a favorite movie of all time? A favorite movie of all time? Yeah. Um... Mm, I really love Will Ferrell and I love Will Ferrell movies. So um, I'm really obsessed with this one movie that a lot of people have seem to haven't seen, but it's called The Campaign. Do you know this movie? I, I, I remember when it came out, but I didn't see it. This movie is genius. And for some reason it almost like vanished at, as the last four years happened, as this whole situation happened because it's so spot on to what just happened. Uh, but that's one of my favorite movies that I watch all the time. So you may have answered my next question, favorite actor, but would that be real fair? Uh, okay, I guess he's my favorite, definitely my favorite comedic actor for sure. Um, but um, I mean, come on, gotta be, gotta be Denzel, you know? Uh, yes, yes, Disney. Uh, my Disney as I call him. <laughs> <laughs> Legendary man, you know what I mean? I mean, just like the skill, the, the you know, his art for the craft is incredible, you know? Definitely. Um, and I love, um, you know, as his career, you know, he's already established as a megastar, one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. He seems like he's focusing more um, on the behind the scenes, producing, directing, yeah. some really quality stuff out there. I like to see that. There's yeah, definitely. Opportunities for other, you know, uh, creatives. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another one I love, of course, is Viola Davis, mm. um, who's just incredible. I mean, I, you know, she makes me inspired to do better at whatever I'm doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's so exceptional. Man, I gotta do better. Gotta do better. You know what I mean? <laughs> like whatever I'm doing, I could step it up. <laughs> Are you um, a sports guy at all? I am a bit. Um, you know, I. The crazy thing about uh, 
before COVID was that it was tough to follow. It was tough to follow um, because you're everywhere. Like, you know, I spend most of the time all over the place. So it was hard to follow, uh, keep up on top of things. It's been better, obviously, with, with apps and things like that as they come about with, mm -hmm. with different things. But yeah, like I, I'm into basketball, I'm into football, you know. I, yeah. I love, I'm, I'm very like athletic. So I, I'm always running or doing something, some boot camp or, you know, whatever. Okay. Yeah. I was just, I asked that because I was like, what's your favorite sport? But I think you just said it, basketball. That's my favorite answer. Yeah. Yeah. And football. Football is what I grew up playing. So how'd you feel about the, um, the result of the Super Bowl? Um, I felt cool about it. You know, I know, um, well, first of all, I thought uh, I thought it was pulled off brilliantly just because they were able to have one this year and do it. You know what I mean? Like, I think I think it was cool that they figured it out because we all kind of needed like something. Right. I mean, it's been really weird, but um, I thought I thought it was dope. I actually was watching the whole thing <laughs> by myself because normally I would be out at an event or something like that. But it was it was the first time I actually sat here and watched the whole thing like just eyes peeled as opposed to, you know, moving around, but yeah. Yeah, someone was mentioning to me, they were like, cause I, I did exactly what you did. I watched it by myself. Yeah, <laughs> it's different, me. right? <laughs> it is, you know, cause normally you'd be trying to find a spot. You know, but, no. I feel like I saw way more of the game this year because I just I was know. like, because wow. even when you're hanging out with people and they're watching the game, you're not really paying attention to everything, you know? <laughs> so, exactly. You know, but I, um, someone had said, you know, oh, it, it, it was a great game, but it had to be rigged. You know, there's just two perfect, you know, Brady at, the, at home, and he won. I'm like, hmm, I don't think I'm that much of a conspiracy theorist. Do you feel yeah. like it was rigged at all? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm definitely, I don't, I don't think so. Honestly, I don't think so. But I, I think that's just where we are in this world, aren't we, right now in the, the land of conspiracy theories. I know. Rigged. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> Um, people are so jaded. <laughs> true. And, and rightfully so, unfortunately, you know. Um, okay, so we're down to the final three uh, questions. Okay. Um, uh, what would your uh, final, uh, your choice of final meal be? It could be the entire meal. Probably pizza. Mm. I love pizza. Do you like um, the classic New York pizza or oh, like yeah. the hut? Or? Classic New York pizza. Classic New York pizza. I'm, I'm a pizza guy. I, I discipline myself and I eat pretty healthy most of the time, but always cheat meals, always pizza. It's sliced. What, what kind? Oh, yeah. Uh, I like pepperoni. I like everything, uh, but pepperoni specifically. Just, uh, you know, a simple pepperoni slice. Classic. 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 Okay. Classic New York. What's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? I say I'm grateful. Every that. single day. And what's the last thing you do before you go to bed? Mm. Uh, you know, <clears throat> I would say really listen to music. I always listen to music before uh, bed. So that, I guess, would be the last thing. Uh, these days, trying to keep myself off the stupid phone. Because <laughs> you just be scrolling and you're scrolling and scrolling. Yeah, scrolling. okay. <laughs> By the way, are you an Android person or, or an iPhone person? I am an iPhone and an Apple person generally. Okay. Um, I, you know, I, I, I don't want to put one above the other. Like a lot of people kind of do that. I just know that uh, it's what I'm familiar with and comfortable with. So that's really what it is. And, and I kind of just like that all of my things are integrated. 
perfect for me. So, yeah. Okay, so when can we expect this new album that you're working on in NYC right now? I'm glad you asked me that. Because um, so, I'm actually mixing the album right now. Like, literally, when I hang up with you, I'm going back to mixing, giving mixed notes on the album. So we are mixing it right now. So we should have a date very soon. Uh, Champagne Jack, I released since Matching Tattoos. Uh, so that's out right now. That's a, a buzz record. And then we have a new single that's about to come out, which I'm so excited about. That's the one that I'm in New York for to shoot a video for. Um, and uh, it's it's going to be crazy. I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, I think end of March. Okay. So I can't wait to check it out. Do you have a title for it yet? It's called Patience. You said, you said it, Patience. You said it earlier. Yeah. Um, and I love that because you seem like a very patient person. Um, and I know it, it not only talks, you know, speaks to um, your demeanor, but also, you know, you've been working hard towards your career. Um, My journey, yeah. And, you know, kind of, you know, you've been doing your own thing, um, solo thing, but you've also been kind of playing it in the back. Um, yeah. Helping a lot of people with their uh, projects. And so you've been yeah. waiting and now it's your turn. See, all that. And once you already know, see, that's why that was chosen as the title. Not only because I have a song on the album called Patience, um which that song specifically is just asking you know the, my interest to have patience with me as i try to like be a better man as i try to grow into being a better person but the title just works for my actual journey you know and and i would assume that that would be a ballad patience it's not a ballad actually no nope. was wrong <laughs> you know it's funny because um I only have one proper proper ballad uh, on the the project, but it's it's the, it's, it's a good one though. Um, Are you really singing on it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I'm going. Well, the good thing about waiting this long and having this much patience is that you know I, there was no way I could do an album and not sing. You know what I mean? Um, and that's what's cool about like even matching tattoos. Like I get to like really be me on the radio. You know, so um, that's what's cool is we found a, a way to really sing, bring that feeling back of like R&B that that has that kind of vibe, but also it feels current and it feels modern and it feels you know relevant. So yeah. Okay, so I can't wait. Dean Noble out, hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, in March. Yes, end of March, top of April. Y'all, everybody cross your fingers, cross your toes, cross everything. Okay. <laughs> and I am um, following you on social media, so I'll, I'll um, keep up with the 411. Amazing. Uh, I'd like to close out uh, the conversation with, with a song. Which one of your songs would you like us to play? Um, play Champagne Jack. Dean Noble, thank you. First, hey, bye, my all the rage with Shelly Wade show. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. This was amazing. I had a great time. Thank you. Hey, don't forget, Al Jarreau, more love. Absolutely. It's written down. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I'm going to check right. it out. All right. Have yeah, a good one. Media. Bye bye. If I'm up in your system, then you're winning. Better than that honey that you're sipping And you gon' want some more soon as you finish No water, no life, yeah, I did it I'm with every penny that you're spending If you get a little better, go right out and get it To heal, to love, to hold I'll always be Put your lips right here. 
Champagne Jack, the super talented Gene Noble. Gene, thank you so much for blessing me all the rage with Shelly Wade podcast with your presence. I appreciate you guys. Make sure you uh, support him and uh, get that Patience album when it debuts. So talented. One of those artists that you heard him sing <laughs> during the episode. He doesn't need special effects or, or auto-tune or anything on his voice. He is just naturally talented and sings amazingly. So excited to see where his career um, is. Is, is going. It's already successful, but I can't wait to see it become even more successful, right? All right. Thank you so much to uh, Jolando Johnson for the theme music for the podcast. Be sure to support him on Facebook at Jolando Johnson Music and like my All the Rage with Shelly Wade Facebook page. Also subscribe to my All the Rage with Shelly Wade YouTube channel, which is where you can watch the video version of my interview with Gene Noble. Follow me on Instagram at the one and only Shelly Wade and on 
on Twitter and Clubhouse at Shelly Wade. Don't forget that Shelly spelled with an E-Y or you're following the wrong Shelly Wade. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y W-A-D-E. And of course, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, do that as well. And uh, I release episodes every Tuesday. You subscribe, you won't miss an episode. Love you so much for listening. Um, have a wonderful rest of your week. Mwah.